Alif Lam Mim Thalika Al-Kitabu La Raiba Fihi Hudal Lil-Muttakeen Al-Ladhina Yu'minuna Bil-Ghaib Wa Yuqimuna As-Salata Wa Mimma Razaknahum Yunfikun Wal-Ladhina Yu'minuna Bima Unzila Ilayka Wa Ma Unzila Min Qablik وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُوْكِنُونَ أُولَئِكَ أَلَا هُدًا مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِهُونَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَوَاءٌ أَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنْزَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنْزِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلُوبِهِمْ وَأَلَا سَمْئِهِمْ وَأَلَا أَبْسُورِهِمْ غِشَابًا وَلَهُمْ عَزَابٌ عَزِيمٌ سَرَكَ اللَّهُ الْأَلِيُّ الْذِيمٌ My khutbah today is taken from chapter 2 verses 1 to 7 I have entitled my short contribution today as The Path to Success And I begin by asking myself and all of us and those who are listening on virtual mosque today a question and that question is this are you conscious of the existence of the all-seeing God in your life do you ever take time to ponder and ask yourself this question are you conscious that there is an all-seeing God in your life with every breath you take with every heartbeat you have there is an all-seeing God if you are, then know for sure there is a secret to your success in this life and in the next life. This secret lies in the first verse that I read, in which it says, Alif Lamim. The English translation is, I am Allah the best knower. So the secret lies within the knowledge of God. For the first time in our lives, we are assured two successes. We read in the Quran, in the verse recited above, these are on a right course from their Lord, and these it is that are successful. That is chapter 2, verse 5. In Surah Taha, chapter 20, verse 1, Allah says, We have not sent down the Quran so that thou mayest be unsuccessful. Another assurance that the guidance contained within the text will lead to your success. So what is this path to success? And what do we have to do? Well, a very simple example or analogy could be taken from a student. One who gets an A plus and the other gets a C. The textbook is the same. The past papers are the same. It is the effort that they put in that determines their outcome or results. I will give you the rest of the translation now. It says, Alif Lamim, I am Allah the best knower. This book, there is no doubt in it. It is a guide to those who keep their duty. The Arabic expression is Hudallal Muttaki. Who believe in the unseen and keep up prayer and spend out of what we have given them. And this is just the basics. It's not gone into depth yet. Those who keep their duty, what duty is it talking about? Number one, 
believe in the unseen and keep up prayer and spend out of what we have given them. Nothing too harsh or too hard for you just yet. It then goes on to say, and who believe in that which has been revealed to thee and that which has been revealed before thee and of the hereafter they are sure. It's asking you to step out of your comfort zone now. Go and look for the, the true meanings of what the other texts have about the oneness of God. Go and see what God said to the other prophets. Step out of your comfort zone. Don't only stay in your house and amongst your jamaat and say, you know, Allahu Akbar, let's read namaz and so on. No. Engage with those who are outside there. With the Christians, with the Jews, with the Hindus. Believe in that which has been revealed to thee and that which has been revealed before thee. These are on the right course from their Lord. And these it is that are successful. It's only when you engage, step out of your comfort zone, start reading other scriptures, start studying, investigating. It's easy to condemn. It's very easy to say, well, I am the right one. Well, if someone says to you, well, prove it. How are you going to prove it? Those who disbelieve, and there are lots of them around, it being alike to them, whether they'll warn them or warn them not, they will not believe. Allah has sealed their hearts and their hearing, and there is a covering on their eyes, and for them is a grievous chastisement. But I want to focus today on your path to success. So we've just talked about the analogy of the student who gets an A, and, those, and the other one who gets a C, and we talked about his effort. So let us look a little bit of, of some Quranic expressions. One, the one I used earlier on is the Hudal al-Muttaqi. So the Quran calls itself a guidance to those who keep their duty. And it tells you what duty we're talking about. Those who believe in the unseen, they keep up prayer and they spend out of what we have given you. The very basics. You will get guidance. You're doing this, what Allah has asked you, you'll get guidance. What about if you want something more? For that, like the student who gets the A+, you need to make the effort. You need to move yourself from a muttaqi, a righteous person, who does everything good, eats the halal food, faces the qibla, speaks good words to all men. You do all the basics, but you want to make yourself a salihin. And what is a salihin? A salihin is the individual relationship with God, like a mother and a baby. A baby cannot exist without the milk and the love and the care of the mother. This is how you have to become. So you can remain a muttaqi and you will get guidance in the book. But if you take, move out of your comfort zone, step out of that zone, move towards becoming a salihin, you have to put some effort. That's where the A star comes in. The Quran elsewhere calls itself a hudal nas Hudal al-muttaqi, a guidance for those who keep their duty, and elsewhere it states it's a guidance for the whole of mankind. So whether you believe in God or not, you're an atheist, you're a non-Muslim, there is something in there for you, depending on what you're looking for. A very good example was Dr. Maurice Bukayel, who wrote the book, The Quran, the Bible and Science. If you go onto YouTube and you hear what he was looking for, and he will tell you what he's found. Very, very fascinating. My family and I used to sit down and listen to it only a couple of days ago. Very interesting. So, Allah wants us, therefore, to understand our own nature. So what does Allah say in the Quran, in chapter 4, verse 28? He says, 
I have created you weak. That's the first thing. You need to understand yourself. So you need to understand you and the book you have, the qualities you have, where you want to go, how to set your goal. So the Quran says, firstly, understand that you are created weak. Chapter 4, verse 28. Then it goes on to say, in chapter 94, verses 6 and 7, it says, verily, with difficulty there is ease. With difficulty there will become ease. So despite being created weak, we have to face difficulties. That's the first thing. The agnostic amongst us will ask, well, if your God wants you to become successful, why does he want you to face difficulties? What does it do for us? Why not just be happy, everyone? Allah answers this question in chapter 70, verse 19, when he says, Truly man was created impatient. So, the difficulties has to come for us to develop something. We have to understand our weakness and become stronger. We have to realize that we are impatient and go through difficulties, so we develop patience. The Quran says again in chapter 2, verse 155, And we will surely test you with something of fear and hunger and loss of wealth and lives and fruits, but give good tidings to the patient. I know for a fact there are several people in our Jamaat who are sick, who have illness, or who have had illnesses. And Balana Tufal wrote many, many years ago, in a little leaflet called Al-Ahmadiyya, which was published in Trinidad. And when you read things like these, you never forget. He said, problems in your life is like you standing in the middle of a stream after a heavy shower. When you look up the stream, all you can see is debris coming towards you. But when you look down the stream, the same debris goes past you just as quickly as it comes. He said, and these, these things are like problems in your life and difficulties in your life. So they will come and they will go. It is all to develop our patience and to make us stronger. Very beautiful uh, hadith I read in Sahih al-Bukhari, volume 7, book 70 on patience. It's narrated by Abu Huraira. It said, Allah's apostle said, if Allah wants to do good to someone, he afflicts them with trials. Some people have trials from the time they're born. So maybe Allah loves them more than us. So, the process to success starts with understanding our nature is one of weakness and impatience. As part of God's master plan, he has chosen trials for us to develop our spiritual growth. This is a tried and tested experiment. To use a modern expression, God's master plan is evidence-based. We read in the Quran, the evidence, it says in chapter 2, verse 214, or do you think that you will enter paradise while trials has not yet come to you as it came to those who passed away before you? Very emphatically. They were afflicted with severe poverty and hardship and were shaken until even their messenger and those who believed with him said, when will the help of Allah come? Unquestionably, the help of Allah is near. Chapter 2, verse 214. And our human nature is 
Yes, we can take so much, but there comes a point where we say, enough is enough. This is human nature. We all go through this in our lives when we're faced with difficulties. But think about what Bilal went through when he was placed on a hot sand and a rock was placed on top of his chest. Has any of us gone through that? We read again in chapter 29, verses 1 to 3. Do the people think that they will be left to say, we believe, and they will, be, and, and they will not be tried with trials and affliction? But we have certainly tried those before them, and Allah will make evident those who are truthful and those who are liars. The Quran goes on to tell us, the guidance contained in the Quran also teaches us how to respond to trials and difficulties with great emphasis on the type of patient we should exhibit. How interesting is that? Chapter 70 verse 5 it says, So be patient, a patience of beautiful contentment. Not just, it's not just enough to say, well, you know, it come from Allah, no problem, I'll, I'll handle it. No. You have to be patient with a beautiful contentment. That beauty from not just from your lips, it must show from within inside you. Do you know, yeah, you, you knock me on the chin, I'm ready to take another one. No problem. Again, in chapter 74, verse 70, Allah says, But for thy Lord's cause, be patient and constant. So don't show us here or amongst your friends or your family, you can be patient. But when you're by yourself, you know, you're holding your head. Why me, God? Why me? No, you need to be constant. Chapter 2, verse 156. Who, when a misfortune befall them, say, Surely we are Allah's, and to him we shall return. This is the point in your life when you have all the qualifications, you have all, whatever you, money can buy. But you've understood that, you know what? This really doesn't mean anything. If I, have, if I don't have Allah, where am I? If couples don't sit down and talk with their children about religion, about direction, where are you going? You're just running to the job and back, and running to the job and back. You need to sit with your children, with your spouse, and discuss. Discuss the Quran. What is it we can do to become better? Allah says in Quran, you are the best nation raised up for mankind. But the master plan, he wants us to enter paradise through patience. And, and how we facing these patients, how we facing the difficulty is with patience. So, is this all? So we have our own problems, forget about everybody else. I've got my problem to deal with. Is this what God wants us to do? He says in chapter 67, verse 1 to 2. He who created death and life, that he may try which of you is best in deeds. And he is exalted in might, the forgiving. Which of you is best in deeds? So not only dealing with your problem, how can you help someone else solve their problem? Can you do a good deed to God? Does God want anything from us? No. So good deeds is only for mankind. The Quran goes on to say in chapter 2 verse 149, 
and vie with one another in good works. So not, not just doing good deeds, despite your affliction and your, your distress, but go the extra mile. Make sure it's the best you can do when you decide to do it. Here the Quran admonishes us to do our best in performance of our duty to mankind. This is what it means by best in deeds. These deeds is for humankind, as we cannot do good deeds to God. He doesn't, whatever we do is for ourselves. So despite being afflicted with great trials, such as debt, loss of loved ones, bad investment, we may be on the brink of losing our house, our job, we still have to do our best for others. Those who think being a Muslim is easy, please think again. It is the total opposite of the atrocities you see on the television, which the media uses to poison people against Islam. So what are some of these deeds we must do? It, there's numerous in the Quran. I'll just tell you a few. Number one, speak good words to all men. Chapter 2, verse 83. Number two, give full measure when you measure. See, if you're a businessman or you sell in the marketplace or whatever, give full measure when you measure. Chapter 6, verse 152. Pay the poor rates, pay your taxes. Feed the poor. Chapter 51, verse 20. Protect places of worship. Chapter 22, verse 40. Respect ties of kinship. Chapter 9, verse 8. And bow down with those who bow down. Chapter 2, verse 43. Keep the company of the righteous. Chapter 29, verse 9. Do not enter houses other than your own, except with permission. Chapter 24, verse 27. When you are greeted with a greeting, return it with one better. Chapter 4, verse 86. And it goes on and on. But I know time is against me. All of the um, aforementioned Islamic etiquettes are designed by the great designer himself to focus on a particular goal. A goal that has been, that has spoken, that has been spoken about in all faiths. And it is considered to be the greatest of all success in this life. Interestingly, just as I started earlier, and Allah says, who believe in that which has been revealed before thee. When you go back into the text that came before the Quran, you will find all of these things there. The Bible sums it up very beautifully. It says, Blessed are the pure in spirit, for they shall see God. In Hinduism and Buddhism, it is called Nirvana, the soul at one with God. The Quran says, successful indeed is he who causes it to grow. This word success keeps coming up time and time again in the Quran, and it is all for our success. Thus, all faiths have as the ultimate goal and path to true success as the perfection of the soul. The soul which reflects the pure and godly qualities which it was given when it was given to us first. So this is how Allah wants it returned to him. And thus he says in the Quran, O soul that art at rest, return to your Lord well pleased, well pleasing. 
So enter among my faithful servants and enter my garden. But it requires a lifetime of work, consistency, and patience through all that life has to throw at us before we can walk the path of success. Amen.